podcasts. <laughs> Flash in the pan wannabe journalism. Mark my words, nobody cares. Oh, no. Hey, laughing boy. Come on, open up, will you? I got a message for you. Come on, answer the door. Anybody home? You asked in a rug, you're trying to get out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Hey, Laughing Boy. It's your old pal, ML Elric, here with the Soul of Detroit. And this week we are talking about a topic that may make some people angry. Ooh, great. It's about why so many people are angry in this country. And joining me to have a very polite discussion about a very heated topic are Mark Fellhauer, Mr. Sean Windsor. Uh, later on, we'll be, we'll be joined by Professor uh, Jennings, who will tell us uh, the historical context of this or, or not. And Joe Zuver is invisible, like, uh, like faith, like, um, like ions, like, uh, like the dark web, but he's more positive than that trying to keep everything together. So we appreciate you guys joining us on the soul of Detroit. We are brought to you by uh, all kinds of great sponsors. Uh, Royal Brian Ford, the butchery, Altus, Luke Nowacki, David Hall financial. We'll be telling you about them. And of course, manscape.com where you can find not just the lawnmower 3.0 and the, uh, the weed whacker. Those are personal shaving devices for various parts of your body on the inside and the outside but they have all kinds of cool stuff, including um, something I think maybe Mr. Jennings would like when he's out there on the road. It's uh, the uh, some wipes for uh, sort of the sophisticated version of the, the whore's bath. <laughs> yeah. that he can just pull out uh, while he's on the road. And this little little ditty that I, I really like, the, the crop cleanser, which is two-in-one. It's shampoo and body wash, or for Sean, it's body wash. Why does it have to be a whore's bath? I mean, why can't it just be an Elrickian bath? It could be. Uh, <laughs> it could. Well, you know, at uh, at Clark Park, there's no showers, so after the annual charity game, you lick yourself. Horse bath is as good as it gets. No, if I could lick myself, I wouldn't be here right now. Well, you lick your arm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I lick my foes. Can you reach your nose with your tongue? Well, you just have to check my Tinder account if you want Gross. to answer to that or Grinder. Uh, I don't know about that. Is that the fellas one? I don't know. It's the one I heard you were on. I, I, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying I don't roll with the cornhole. But that's not for me. What a great read. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Manscaped. <laughs> um, yes. Wow. Boy. Uh, so anyways, if you want to buy any of these great products, if you purchase them, uh, use promo code ML, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. And if you make a substantial purchase, save somewhere around $50 or so and send proof of purchase, like your confirmation email or maybe uh, a receipt or something like that to ML soul of Detroit at gmail.com. We will include you in a future show. You will be able to zoom in and basically be a fly on the wall for our pregame for the whole show and for our post game post mortem, where we basically discuss everything that went wrong, which often is longer than the show itself. So that's a pretty uh, extraordinary opportunity. And the only way to avail yourself of that is to uh, make a purchase at manscaped.com, which will help them 
stay a uh, sponsor and will help you stay pretty spiffy. I think it's it, fair to say. A couple of quick notes, uh, if I may. Uh, is First of all, is that glitter on your shirt there? What is that? <laughs> on my shirt? Your left arm, it seems to be, uh, you know, sparkly. It's uh Oh, so you know this is uh this is a uh, a hockey shirt, and what it does is this this uh, material keeps your pads from slipping. I got you. And then, by the way, speaking of lovely products or swag, as you might say, I really appreciate this uh, this hoodie. I guess right. Yeah, yeah. it's a hoodie. There's right. This That's hoodie here you call. laid in at my seat. But as many nights as we spent together, I would figure you'd know I'm not an XL but a double XL. Oh. At, at what point? I mean, I know the lights are usually off. But at what point yeah, actually based, are you going to figure that out? Based on our, our Congress, I, I thought you were an extra big, small. I'm a big, but, uh, but I got you a big switch. But the hoodie's for the upper upper part of my body, if you know what I mean. So uh, Yeah, I, I thought you might be. Uh, yeah, thank you for your. Maybe you just want to see my my breasts and you want me in a small, yeah, tight hoodie. Form fitting. Yeah, exactly. Wow, there goes uh, my mom's tuned out. Um, no, you told me XL on the, uh, on the it's long It's always been double picture. XL, brother. But that's okay, and there you go. That's probably an XL too. Long sleeve T-shirt. That's a. Uh, that's this is our new, our new gear. Long sleeve, sweet ass T-shirts <laughs> and sweatshirts. You can get those just in time for Christmas, for Hanukkah, for Thanksgiving, uh, for Halloween 2021, um, all kinds of occasions. Now I got to check my phone to find Sean's latest lie. Here we go. Look at. Oh boy. Yep. It says double XL hoodie. Same for long sleeve. Uh, and then it says here X X X X X L on the hat, but I wrote that. So, but yeah, you did. You were trying to project. You know what I mean? Uh, Look, I understand the way your ego is. You want to just assume everybody else has the same kind of ego. Maybe. So boys and girls, what we've been doing right here is a little set piece (laughs) showing you about all the hatred in America and how we've become such a, uh, such a contentious society. But it is a it is something that you're seeing not just on this podcast and in this basement, um, but throughout the country, and uh, and it's something that I think is becoming almost institutionalized now. Now, let me get ready for people to say, okay, this is some lefty rant. This is people trying to attack Donald Trump. This is a backdoor libtard, blah 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 blah, all that other crap. But let me just disabuse you of that notion, those of you who still have an open mind, because just recently we've heard the Republican, the conservative Republican Secretary of State of Georgia yeah. saying that he's being attacked by its own Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing this throughout the country. And one of the things that we're going to go through in the show today is the search warrant affidavit that was submitted in the great state of Delaware. Uh, so the feds could take a look at Facebook accounts and some other material involving a gentleman named Mr. Croft, who is one of the Whitmer kidnapping suspects. And based on the evidence that the feds have, uh, have provided, you will be, I think, surprised at who some of his targets are. It is not just Governor Whitmer, as you might suspect it's everyone man but uh people from all political stripes including an individual known as cheeto and that's not biden because biden cheated to win the election this is a different cheeto so there's lots of cheetos out there so stick around for that because you're going to want to you're going to want to hear some of the details from this uh, affidavit they are pretty colorful and pretty um i think illuminating at how 
this hate is like a fire that once you once you ignite it, it consumes everything, including perhaps the people who who lit the match. Um, and some of this stuff, one of the things that drives me crazy is how people will use nothing to uh, to create um, to to justify their worldview. To you know, we we hear a lot about snowflakes on the left, and I've been attacked um, by people. Uh, who you would describe as snowflakes for stories I've done about Democrats and liberals, but I've also found people on the right can be just as big a baby. Uh, one of them is a fellow named Anthony, or as he may call it, Antony, because uh, he fancies himself um, suitable for Cleopatra. I don't know, but uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I just made that up. I know, yeah. probably, he, he, Why? What did he do? Well, so I posted something um, last week on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Elric and on Facebook at ML Elric. And uh, I, I included some clips that uh, the Washington Post had put together showing Fox News personalities in 2016 talking about how there's no need for recounts. There's no evidence of fraud. Just get over it. You're a bunch of losers. The election's over. Trump won. That's that. Fair enough. But these same people in 2018 and 2020 are saying just the opposite, which is we need to count every vote. There's sure. all kinds of blah, 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 and all this other shit. So I simply tweeted, check out these clips from fake news or Fox news. I began covering politics in 1988, more than 30 years ago. I've had great relationships with conservatives and liberals and everyone in between. There's only two things I hate liars and hypocrites. Well, Anthony, Anthony, uh, replies, was it hypocritical of you to participate and salute the protesters from BLM, meaning Black Lives Matters, mm-hmm. and such groups, groups which came after cops, but then say that Trump supporters protesting the election results was a waste of the police's time? So let's let's break this down okay. a little bit. He's not responding to my tweet, which is kind of how bitches work. They don't argue the point that's on the table. They bring up some crap that they made up. I mean, there there are some assumptions there, but I, I kind of understand what he's saying. There okay. seems to be this argument is people aren't treating um, crowds the same way in so many shapes and fashion. But go ahead. Sure. So let me go back to the tweet. So I appreciate Anthony, by the way, thanks for the follow, brother. You're OK on that regard. You're, you're one of God's creatures. Because it's about you. One of God's creatures. Of course it's about you. That's why we don't have a guest today, because Mike's the guest. The dung beetle is also one of God's creatures, but we're going to move on. So here's the tweet that Anthony was referencing. Trump supporters and Trump critics are standing on opposite corners of Jefferson Avenue outside the TCF Center and yelling at each other, wasting the time of Detroit police who have much better things to do tonight. So let's go over that. Trump supporters and Trump critics are standing on opposite corners of Jefferson Avenue outside the TCF Center and yelling at each other, wasting the time of Detroit police. So where do you get from that, that I'm participating with the protesters from BLM and other groups and saluting them? There's nothing in there that would support that response. But Anthony is a sorehead, and so what he wants to do is take something unrelated to the post, try and twist it, and make it into something that's not. So I responded, and at some point he says, you never addressed the issue. You never once said BLM and Antifa and the rest were wasting the cops' time. However, you made a point to say it about Trump supporters. That's absolutely, incredibly not true. And this is the sort of thing that bothers me is we can't even have conversations because North isn't 
True North. North is West, depending on where you're coming from. Uh, night is day. Up is down. I mean, it's insane. I, where do we go from here? I, I think there were a lot of um, protests that Detroit Will Breathe did that I, I, I thought to be a waste of time. Um, I thought some of them in the beginning, sure, get get the message out there. But then I thought the police did a wonderful job making sure it didn't get out of hand. But I can kind of where see- are my tweets saying saying that uh, cheering for any of these groups? My my uh, communication and reporting on this sure. has been right down the middle. Also pointing out that police have been put in a very difficult position. I, I think the idea is that we'd rather them be in the neighborhood, but the, you know that's that's what the case called for. You have this pro- you want to keep them to where they're supposed to protest when you have a curfew. You want them to disperse. Um, I I don't know. I I just kind of get sick of the whole. Well, what about this? And what about that? And can we just ever focus on one issue? They're not always connected. They're not always, if you do one one way, I mean, every issue is different. I, I can understand, I understand his his anger, but I think, like I said earlier, I think there were a little assumptions made there based on your report, which is kind of the problem of Twitter is that there's no context. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. There's very little there's context. No assumptions. This, okay. this, this, this dickhead is just flat out wrong. I mean, he has nothing to back up what he says. And in fact, the only evidence he has completely contradicts what he says. And that's what I mean. I don't mind debating these issues with people, but when people can't stick to the facts, when they can't see sure. the truth, when they, when they're making things up, how the hell can we as a society move forward when we have basically Holocaust deniers, flat earthers, birthers, anti-vaxxers, yeah, you know, psychopaths out yeah, there. No, I agree with that. Nothing drives me more insane than conspiracy theories, just in general. Speaking I, of psychopaths, Sean, any thoughts on this? No, no, no. I'm just enjoying listening to you. I'm enjoying the timber of your your vocal cords, frankly. Did um, you did you have a bad exchange with a flat earther? I have them all the time. I have them with from flat, the, with flat from right and from the, no, no. I just my standard response to these people is is the Earth is round. No, no, no. And Mike, in all seriousness, I thought we were uh, gonna talk about you know sore loserism and, and hate and all this, but the tone of your voice is sort of you know you're attacking this poor fellow. I hate sore losers. <laughs> so you know that's I mean? discussing hate and sore losers. Right, but but can we discuss this without uh, an accusatory tone? I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm stating facts. See, there's this the piece tone of right shit there. made some stuff <laughs> up that's not true. I think that's defensible in court. How bad do you think this culture of hate is? Very bad. Do you really? One on one in the grocery store. Is it that bad? No. I don't, I'm with Mark. If people would just get off their devices and get off Twitter and realize that that's not really the real world, it the, serves a purpose. I And there are exchanges out there, right? We have video. The problem is, again, Mark, to your point, we do. We get little video clips of various sort of heated exchanges, but I still don't think even those are representative. I, they're not one out of a, a one out of a, a, a thousand. Maybe. They're not at all, and that is that's the fault of the media because it's good video and it will be on TV. Well, what do you mean run- it's the fault of the media? Sometimes it's on TV. It's mostly on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever where we see these. Sure, videos. but it, but it really explodes when it gets on. Say, Good Morning America. The Today Show. Now it's in the conversation that everybody has to have an opinion on it when it's just it misrepresents what's really going on out there and how many people are really, um, you know, getting in it's, fights. It's or, electronic rubbernecking is all it is, right, in a sense. I, mean, I know. That, and that that is the problem. But I still think the vast majority of people don't carry that much hate. I understand if your guy didn't win the election, you would be upset. It would be at 2016 or, or 2020. 
Well, may, well, well I don't you know think what? that automatically means you are uh, you hate the other side or you're a snowflake or you're a racist. No, right. But maybe it's a little more nuanced than that even, right? In, in the sense that there are plenty of us that do get worked up. You see something like, uh, but you're thinking about a group. Uh, you're not thinking about an individual or you're thinking about some people that you think represent something. But again, you're not attaching a particular person generally. Maybe sometimes you're with a politician. Right. Or yeah. maybe somebody, you know, well, they're, the, the, sim- video, they're the symbol of your, you know, your tribe. I right. Exactly. Exactly. But a lot of times when you get worked up, you're, you're worked up at an idea or some amorphous thing. It's not God. I hate Joey down the road. Sorry, yeah. Joey. <laughs> no, Joey's I, actually several miles down the road, but he forgives you. But I think what you guys are missing is that when you see these protesters, and I've been out there with them. I've seen sure. them stare on each other. I've, 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 I've felt their hot breath in my face. Uh, P.S. Try chewing gum, but Altoids, perhaps. But these folks, these protesters, these demonstrators, uh, and I don't mean this in a pejorative sense, but they're like they're like termites. If you see one, there's hundreds, there's thousands who couldn't be bothered to come out there. They represent groups. And when you see what happened in Washington over the weekend, that was not just a few people. That was a massive turnout of people supporting President Trump and then a massive number of anti how many how many people, how many people yeah, what do you mean by clashing? massive first of all well i heard it was a million oh okay okay let's say it's it, was a big, it was bigger than the inaugural yeah you you we i think all saw the photos what was that five six thousand maybe ten thousand tops well, let's say it's a million that's, that's he, more still, people than we're at the big house still got 72 million votes so that's still a very small percentage of if you want to call them sides it's still a small percentage of a side no, for sure. But when, to Mike's point, when people are standing on opposite sides of the street and they're protesting, they don't know anything about the person standing across. No, on, on, but, they, but more they, importantly, they don't. more importantly, Sean, they don't care. They don't give a fuck. No, it's, it's just it's a, just it's a prop. It's all theater. Well, right? and, and to that point, how often do you see people with their phone out because they want to put it on their feed? Well, there's that, and then there are groups. I, I, I hate to say on both sides, but there probably are groups that are out there to stir up to get certain kind of video and yeah there, and there's bad and, there, there's bad people i mean we've seen i hate well there, we've seen people it's always seen antifa we've seen them break things we've seen some rioting um a lot less lately but then you see people like barry croft it is just an incredibly small percentage of people i my concern about this is that this hate is 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 festering and you don't need to have a lot of people who uh, who feel this tremendous anger to bring about some very dangerous outcomes. I agree. Well, that yeah, yeah, sometimes th- it takes one person. No, that way, and I also think a lot of this is top down. In other words, uh, it's the tone of our politics, right? This really started to change in the nineties. Oh yeah. I, I mean, d- d- you know, some some folks might go back to Reagan, but Reagan was was amiable enough. Whatever else you thought about his policies, sure. But really, Newt, well, I don't know. Gang- Newt Gingrich, Newt Gingrich, to me is is where okay, we're not going to compromise. This is well, this, he flat out said they're the enemy. Exactly, and I mean, to me, this is camp. that's where it started. I would agree, and the other side was all too happy to take on the battle too uh, going I, forward. I, I, I remember Ronald Reagan and and the protests against him, Ronnie Ray guns and people who thought he's going to bring about the nuclear apocalypse. There was on the left, there was some very passionate hate for Ronald Reagan. I mean, it was very personal. Now, whether his policies were great or not, I'll leave that to people to decide. But there was some serious, 
serious animosity towards Reagan. So I think it it does predate Newt Gingrich, but certainly Gingrich is Yeah, I got to disagree with you. you too. Who's the Speaker of the House then? Tip O'Neill? Yeah, exactly. Tip, I mean, as Democrat as they come, Massachusetts, Boston, they, they could still talk yeah, and they get along. Yeah, they dinner, right, exactly, it, and... And uh, some maybe some folks that were hard left thought Reagan was a buffoon or whatever, but I don't remember the certainly the kind of hate the left had for Bush, um, George sure. W. Oh yeah, was nowhere near what they what they had for Reagan. Even 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 Bush's dad, right, was kind of a moderate. I don't remember that kind of that kind of talk. The the first time the whole enemy talked to your point to me started with with Gingrich. Yep, ninety four. Yeah, I believe those midterms. And it, and it was after Clinton. Yes, in fact, uh, my congressman at the time in New Hampshire, a guy named Dick Sweat, that was really his name, got swept out in <laughs> the uh, so in the Republican me? Revolution. Why, why, why not change your name or go by Richard? So he did change his name. Oh. He, he was known for almost his entire life as Richard N. Sweat, but when he decided to run for Congress against a guy named Chuck Douglas, who was a former state Supreme Court justice, who was the incumbent congressman. It's almost impossible to beat an incumbent, particularly as a Democrat in a state like New Hampshire. He went on the ballot as Dick Sweat, S-W-E-T-T. And the former governor, Mel Thompson, an extremely conservative gentleman, tried to get him to have his name stricken from the ballot because he said it was an obscenity. And Richard N., a.k.a. Dick Sweat, went to court and fought to have the name Dick Sweat on the ballot, and he won a very, very close election against Chuck Douglas. And one of the reasons why a lot of people believe the is name because record. there were enough smart alecks out there yeah, who said, oh, sure. vote for Dick Sweat. Yeah, and I'd, be, in I'd be one race, of them. Right. In a close race, if you pick up a few votes, a few votes can make the difference, particularly when we've had congressional elections decided by coin tosses, the uh, Al Franken Senate election took months and months and months to resolve i think in the end he only won by a few dozen or a few hundred votes so uh so yeah so he did change his name but he changed it to dick sweat uh here's the other part that people didn't know his college roommate at yale mm-hmm. was a gentleman named timber dick wow so That's if you went dicks. down the hall you had dick sweat and timber deck dicks all dick. over the place I, I know matt jennings right now is thinking how he can use this later in the show resist that urge my just friend. be glad your mom stopped listening within the first first minute she likes politics this is all politics oh, okay. this is very sophisticated conversation it is so. yeah that, you're, you're right it is <laughs> you know what speaking of my mom this is probably a safe time to mention uh, uh royal brian ford yeah she uh, bought a car there still running the uh, bright red Ford Focus wagon. Which time, we, time for her to get a new one. She's going to all the time. I know. I got to talk to her about that. She's. Uh, we're sunk could buy her one. I promise. She's she's a uh, she's at an advanced age, still very vigorous, and uh, as long as this ride keeps going, she's going to be happy. But if you are looking for a new ride, or service, or repairs, or even just a top notch oil change, Royal Brian Ford is the place to go. That's where my mom bought her Ford Focus wagon. It's got to be close to about one hundred ten thousand miles on it. It's still. Rolling, rolling strong. She's not the only satisfied customer. Royal Brian has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of Nine Mile and Mac in St. Clair Shores. If you don't quite feel like taking the right track to Nine Mile and Mac, as they say, go to royalbryan.com. That's R O Y O B R I E N. You want to try that again? Right, we'll fix this in post. <laughs> no, we won't. Right, damn it. <laughs> what do you do when we leave here? That may have sounded bad. You're not going to podcast that, are you? R-O-Y-O-B. 
F-R-I-E-N.com and check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. But that's not all. You can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash, get the value of your trade-in, apply for financing, and schedule delivery of your ride. If you go in person, Royal O'Brien is serious about protecting you and their employees. They take all the proper precautions to protect you and their workers. To learn more, visit royalbryan.com or call 888-566-5851. Be sure to tell them ML's mom's son sent you. I will be heading there soon for a new set of tires. In fact, I'm getting a $70 hey. uh, rebate on those tires. Out. That's one of their uh, one of their promotions. Well done. Right so, yes, Royal Brian Ford. Good stuff. And... Um, and um, more good stuff I got to tell you about our friends at The Butchery. TheButcherySL.com. Call and reserve your fresh Amish raised turkey today. Customers are thankful for quick and friendly he, service. He's running out of turkeys, too. Is so, he? Yeah, oh, good. so good. Because he donates one for everyone that he sells. That's true. So, yeah, make sure you go and, and get him because he's running out. I was thinking of donating one of my turkeys if they'd take a Sean, but that's <laughs> two turkeys. So stupid. It's, it's, it's mother cluckers were the, you speaking it's high quality <laughs> when, when is he not the, the many other he's so, point sean was stuffing his ears <laughs> the many other great comestibles in the store including beer soda chips gourmet foods and spices and even if you can't make it into the store you to get your turkey there's one more thing to be thankful for shipping is free but you better act fast because thanksgiving's just around the corner so you'll get that uh deep chilled and delivered to your doorstep for no extra cost. As always, when you go to the butchery, tell chef Dave that ML sent you. It's not just so they know that you know about them because of us. It's so you can get your free pound of sausage or bacon and an autographed copy of my book, the Kwame Sutra ding Call two, four, eight, six, eight, two C O W S. That's two, four, eight, six, eight, two cows. For those of you who uh, need the help uh, and get more information or visit the butchery SL.com. You will be very Glad that you did. Best roast beef in the world. Oh, the brisket? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, or Shea, like deli, deli style. I'm not, oh, it's the best. It's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. So that's the butcher. Oh, and the macaroni and cheese? Oh, I know. Yeah. Boner. That was some good shit. So, okay. Um, (laughs) So I heard somebody mention Mr. Croft a minute ago. and 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 talking about one motivated person and what they can do. I I don't mean to suggest that Mr. Croft is the next Oswald or the next Kaczynski or the next uh, McVeigh. But the feds certainly think he was on his way. And this is something where I want to try and broaden this discussion a little bit. I just want to know who this guy likes. Well, that's the thing is, is I, I think there's, there's a sense out there that, that this is a right-left issue. Well, with some of these people, including Adam Fox, our local guy who's considered the ringleader of this conspiracy plot, again, he's just accused right now. We haven't had him say anything in his own behalf, even though I've tried like hell to get his family and his lawyers to say something good uh, about him. They are equal opportunity haters yeah, if, they're anti-government they're anti-authority they're anti-police if we're to believe what the feds uh pulled from uh these facebook accounts and uh, we have no reason not to believe it but uh but again this will play out in court here's what mr croft was communicating about in april with some other uh, co-conspirators um and this is uh this is this is somebody known only only as Facebook user number two, but he was speaking to Croft in a conversation where they both agreed on a lot of stuff. Uh, it's Easter and y'all president still has the country on lockdown, and Mister Cheeto 
even declared a 50 state of emergency. This won't end until we have all their pieces in place, laws, bills in place to totally shred the constitution and the will of the people. It's time to go on the offensive because we aren't built for this non-defense we've been doing. So obviously he's very anti-grammar. That wasn't Croft. That was someone that sent that to him. That was somebody speaking to Croft on his, uh, on his Facebook. Uh, Did he reply to that? Did he agree? So, yes. So there are, there are constant, there are many exchanges here. Um, This same individual says, I monitor all these efforts. I don't want any spineless, weak-minded people to hold me back when it's done. Croft. Amen. I'll die in defense of the Constitution and God's people. I am not passive, Croft says. They go on and on and on. Uh, I will fight and, if necessary, die for the same. I have no plans on losing this fight, Croft says. I'll be in Columbia, South Carolina on Friday. They say they want their governor in custody. User two. Then they should go to that county's prosecuting attorney and place them under citizen's arrest officially. Croft, I want to grab them all and hold trial. A people's trial. I don't trust the system for justice. I know history. I'm very studied. ML, do we know do we know what what is his major complaint? Because this is a guy this is the guy that was pardoned, I believe. Wasn't he pardoned by the governor in Delaware? Pardoned by the governor of Delaware for reasons that aren't quite clear to me. What was what was he in for? What was his charge? You know, I don't know. I, I'm not as familiar with what got him in trouble the last time. I'm just looking at what he's talking about. I'm just curious as to what is the root of his anger. It doesn't. I wouldn't think it would be lockdowns because he he's a long haul trucker, right? Which is an essential job. I don't think many of them were laid off during during the COVID lockdown. Does this all sound like the plot of uh, Batman? Uh, <laughs> it's the one the with Dark Bane. Knight. Dark. No, no, no. The one. Yeah, the one with Bane in it. Where they. Yeah. Where they yeah. hold oh. court and excommunicate everybody out under the ice and. Well, back in well, the in the sixties, um, liberal demonstrators held a people's tribunal against police brutality and things like that in Detroit. So this notion goes back, probably back to Roman times. I mean, the word tribunal, but but these guys are particularly upset because they feel like government is standing on their neck, that they are being oppressed. Yeah, a and, lot of people feel that way. Well, but but there aren't a lot of people who write things like this. Like no on, shit. On yeah. May fourteenth, Croft posted an image of Donald Trump. With the status, true colors shining through. Want to hang this MF or two? Exclamation point, exclamation point, percentage symbol. I don't know what the percentage <laughs> symbol is about. Maybe had a keystroke error there. But, but I, you know, I, as I look at Governor Whitmer, that woman from Michigan, and I look at Trump, I see two people who could not be more different, who could not be further apart on this issue of how to handle the pandemic. But to a guy like Croft, he doesn't, again, according to these documents have been provided by the feds and they are out to get him meaning to prosecute and imprison him. So we have to, we have to factor that into this, but these conversations, I mean, the hate is, is almost blinding. This is something where people don't see Republican Democrat, don't see laissez-faire, don't see government control. They just see anybody who's in power, anybody who says anything they don't like, and things like this. I say we hang everything currently governing us. They're all guilty. And what a deterrent. Rope. Seems what like criminal politicians argument. are going got start getting hung like drapes per public popular opinion. He also hates Hillary Clinton. Does this bloated piece of shit know that 95% of Americans want to watch her hang? 
Hillary Clinton, your noose. Now you misspelled that for war crimes against humanity awaits. Please don't get me twisted. I want to hang them all, not one or a picked 10, all of them. They all victimize God's people. I mean, this is. So he received a pardon and what he was in for was possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, assault and burglary. Uh, those are according to the court records. Why I don't know. I still don't know why he was pardoned. So I, I mean, this is just an angry, unhinged guy. Um, but he's but hanging he's not, out with a dozen other people who want sure. to do this. And again, I'm I, I, my feeling is that this this hatred, this fire that we have in our country is it's not necessarily healthy Republican towards Democrats. It's not necessarily. Democrats towards Republicans. It's not BLM versus the police. It's not Antifa versus the government. It's not the Proud Boys versus BLM. It's not the Boogaloo Boys versus everybody. Okay, it is the Boogaloo Boys versus everybody. I mean, it's. But it's this just loser staggering. is an extreme example. No? Agree? Disagree? I agree with that. Well, I would say he's an extreme example of a phenomena that is all too common that, that I'm seeing you know what more worries? than I ever have before. No, I, I, go ahead, Sean. I, I, I agree. Just, with I just want to know when's the fever going to break? No, here's, when's and it here's break? the thing, Mike. And, and there are a couple, there are a couple, I don't want to just boil it down to a couple things, but there are a couple of larger sort of uh, things that are happening to me that, that are at issue here with some of what we're talking about. One is, this idea that, uh, well, if you believe a certain way, you're not American, right? Or you don't count. Oh, yeah. To, to, to think of somebody as an enemy means that you're thinking of them as an other, and they don't, you, you know, you don't belong in the same space. So, and I don't want to just pick on Republicans here, but but the ethos of the Republican Party for the last 40 years has been government's not good, right? We need to shrink it. We need to, we want less in your lives in certain ways and so on and so forth. So when you run for decade after decade after decade of that, you're going to start to think, a lot of people are going to start to think government is is bad. And so if you, on, on the other side then, maybe you want government to do too much. So those two forces are competing. Sure. We're not even talking about policies. It's just a fundamental idea of is government good or bad, right? And, and, th- and that's been an issue. The other thing is we're on a course correction for for racism and misogyny. We are. And sometimes we go too far and that causes tension. To where people don't know what to say. The political they, correctness. Exactly. Yeah. But, but a big backlash people. to that. Yeah. There's a backlash to that, but the reason it started in the first place is because we did, we did need to correct some things, right? But And when we have gone too far in some ways, absolutely. So there's tension with that. You don't even know what words to use. You're afraid to say. So those two things, the, the, the idea of what government's for and is it is it good or not, and then this other cultural issue – the, to me, the, the, that's where a lot of this tension and this this hate is coming from. What worries me more than people like Barry Croft, because I just think the guy's a nut, uh, whether it's 2020 or 1980, I think he just kind of would have been a nut anyway. There's some miswiring there. I worry about the people that just unfriend and won't communicate with their friends and family. Family, yeah. Simply because they have different opinions on different issues. And I, I just, I, that, I can't wrap my head around why you would do that. I think that's what, I think that's what makes it great is having different differences of opinion. Do you feel like that's changed, um, with Trump? Not necessarily because of Trump, but do you feel like that's no. changed the last four years? Uh, it it might have had an injection of, it might be more intense now, but it definitely happened during Obama. You remember it under Bush? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or people would just say, you know what? Let's just not talk about this. Let's talk about other things. But do you remember the the unfriending and people saying they don't want? Well, we didn't have these devices prevalent. back yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you weren't walking around with Facebook, Twitter, social media in your pocket all the time then. Um, but I, you know, there were there were the feelings were there. I don't want to just say just blame it all on Trump. I he certainly hasn't made it any better. No, I'm not asking if you blame it. I just you feel like it's gotten more intensified under Trump. Sure. Sure. Was Trump a reaction in some part to Obama? Yeah, 100%. For sure. I know people who love Trump who when they see somebody saying that uh we have an oppressive president, they'll respond, "Yeah, his name was Obama." Yeah. You know, I mean, the this animosity, this sense of persecution, this paranoia is not is not limited to any point on the political spectrum. No, it's and not. That's, I, that's I thought what, it, that's I, what concerns me. I remember it again, getting back to, I don't want to get back to Gingrich per se, but I remember that taking hold in our society a little bit under Clinton to some degree. Um, probably with the whole uh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just the, the, he was just, right, the, yeah. anti, the Antichrist. Wow. Yeah, and he was wrong with that. It was, was, and I think a lot of liberals would. Perjury. I think a lot of liberals would like to have that one back. By the way, not that we want to go back and relitigate that era, but uh, sure. I know a lot of folks now that feel like, yeah, yeah, we were, you know, we we liked his policies, and we probably excused some sh- stuff we should not have. The problem is, it's not. I don't think it's going to get any better uh, just because Joe Biden is the presumptive president. I I just don't see it getting any better. If anything, people are going to dig their heels in even more. I agree, and he's incredibly moderate. No, and what's happening, and I think you're seeing that with this Secretary of State in Georgia, who is by no means a moderate, is that if you're on the same side, but you say something that somebody else on your side doesn't like, now you're now you're subject to attack. Yeah. Well, and Biden, real quickly, is not as moderate as he used to be, right? He was talking about wiping out student debt. I mean, that's yeah, it's the idea right. that we're having that discussion. No, I, and that was brought up again. I think yesterday too, but I, I just don't. I don't see it happening. Well, he's gonna he's gonna try to do it executively, right? Because of the the federal loan program. Look, well, I I come back to what I started yeah. with, and I, I mentioned get sued. It, I mentioned it merely as a cautionary tale. This fire that is around us, that some of us have set, and that some of us have fanned, and that some of us are trying to put out, can consume. All of us, so we we've, we've got to be careful. And and Mr. Croft, while I think it's really uh, tempting to just paint him as this extremist, and again, he hasn't been convicted of anything, but he was convicted of some violent crimes before. And so to say this is just some guy at his keyboard who's spouting off, I don't know. That's quite that simple. And I think we have to be very very careful. Not be careful what you say because I don't want people to worry that anything they say is going to get them canceled or destroy them. But folks. Let's let's stick to the facts if we can, uh, Anthony. Let's get stick to the facts, brother, uh, so we can have a real discussion. In the meantime, don't go too far because I don't want you to fall off the edge, brother. Before we uh, start debating, can you do you want to update us on two of uh, two stories you've worked on in the past? Sure, but but I also want to suggest that there's another way for us to put all this behind us. Oh, let me guess. How's that? Maybe cracking a brew together. Maybe a nice cold beer. Maybe. Hey. Not just any cold beer. You never know where the camera is for those that 
are just listening and not watching. Which is shocking because he a nice loves the camera. You know? so, uh, he does love it. That was the conversation we had before the show is he likes to look at the monitor. Well, he's got a camera on his nightstand. I, I'm I just bummed out I can't see things from Facebook Live up here. You guys won't let me see that. Uh, that's your fault because you would respond to every comment. See, no, but he just would look at himself the whole time. <laughs> you know what? I think Barry Croft is right. The oppressors. <laughs> All you people trying to keep me down. I'm with Barry. In fact, I'm going to lead the... You can go have an Altus with him. I'm going to lead the extraction team. Um, But yes, Altus beer. Some say Altus. Some say Altus. Some just say, yum, I'll have another one. Uh, It's the Detroit original that's making a comeback here in the greatest city in the world. It's the do anything, anytime with anyone beer. I usually say I'd love to grab a case when I go to play hockey, but we've shut down the rinks, and so uh, we won't be skating until sometime in December. But I always make sure to have some stocked at home, and I like to keep it in the garage because it, to me, is that classic yard beer. Fun fact about Altus is it only takes six of them to make anyone a 10. We have a lot of things that started here in Detroit that went away, but boy, am I glad Altus is back it's a lager that packs a punch and is seriously smooth and delicious. Go pick up some cans today for yourself and enjoy. Go to altus.beer and find the location nearest you. I promise this beer is insanely good, and you will be thanking me for turning you on to the big A. And I'm told that they sell a lot of Altus at the butchery, so it's great to see those two sponsors come together. Um, go get you some Altus. Uh, I think we need it now more than ever. And you don't have to worry about Drinking too many and driving because we're all locked in our house. So, <laughs> so that's. Well, I guess you got to take the cans. But anyways, let's just focus on a positive. So yes, a couple a couple developments in the news. Um, last year at Fox Two, I reported on a Judge Tracy Green, a family court judge, who yeah. was uh, yeah. accused by her grandchildren of uh, covering up their abuse at the hands of her son, their father. Um, he was ultimately convicted of domestic violence, abusing his wife at the time and beating his children. Uh, Judge Green has since been uh, uh, basically had a complaint, which means it's sort of like being charged by the Judicial Tenure Commission, who uh, believes that her testimony under oath that she did not know that her kids were being beaten and that mm-hmm. she did not put makeup on her grandkids and that she did not uh, that she did put um excuse me, that she did not know her grandkids were being beaten and that she did not put makeup on them to hide that abuse. They do not believe that, and they are uh, effectively prosecuting her. Um, Lawyers uh, have a nice little setup because the Constitution and the state's run by lawyers where lawyers and judges investigate and discipline themselves, but she is is facing some, uh, some... some trouble with the judicial tenure commission. And if you've read my stories in the free press, we appreciate that. Please subscribe. It's only 99 cents a month and well worth it. Yes. And they're much more to the point in print. So (laughs) there's editors. Some of them are, but there's also, there's also Sean Windsor's story. My stories tend to be accurate. I I saw some guy who said Michigan was going to be seven and one and Harbaugh finally had the quarterback. He went, that might not be worth 99 cents a month, but we'd still appreciate your money. At any rate, um, I wrote about a a fellow named Nicholas John Bobeck Hathaway. Oh yeah. I said they were going to be one and seven born. Right, that's I, you're perfect. But I don't think you picked Michigan State to beat him. No, of course, neither did I. Um, but uh, so, so there's some surprise we're we're grateful for. Anyways, um, Mr. Uh, 
all his life had been known as Bobek, changed his name to his wife's last name, Hathaway. How many Hathaway judges are there? Because I feel like there's 30 in this area. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of them. Right now, I think there's currently four sitting on the Wayne County Circuit bench. And uh, and that name is Gold in Wayne County. Yeah. When his wife ran for judge in Oakland County, she did not win. But once they moved to Wayne County and she ran, bingo, she was elected, no problem. So he won his race by about 600 votes. There were some questions as to whether or not he violated some some uh, some policies by not disclosing his full name on the uh, on the ballot on his campaign literature and so forth. Um, I will be writing in the free press about a effort to unseat him before he takes his seat on what, the bench. What so, was the, what was the margin that he won by? I'm sorry, six hundred and possibly twenty one votes, but that, very I mean, close. Uh, out of that could be easily attributed to the name change. Out of about a hundred thousand uh, votes cast. In I mean, the, he's no Dick Sweat, but I mean that name will pop out. No, Hathaway. no, but he may be sweating because someone is is trying to uh, trying to snatch this victory for, away from for him. what? How? Basically, the the, the uh, you, state bar of Michigan has some some guidelines where they say if you're going to run for office, you should not do anything that may deceive the public or may leave some doubt about who you really are. And therefore, so pretty if, good rule. If you ran as Mark Fellhauer Windsor, um, but your real name was Mark Fellhauer Windsor Elric, people would say. Boy, I wouldn't have voted for that Elric asshole, but Windsor and Fellhauer are perfectly reasonable people, so I will vote for him. Yeah, the lawyers would say that you, you know, were but not as forthcoming with the public as you should have this been. This is his married name, and uh, it is as of as of last year. I think it's, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of him being uh, legally a Hathaway. I, so uh, look, it, it's so there's that. And also on the affidavit of identity, which is something that all candidates in Michigan file to run for office, you are supposed to disclose your full legal name or note whether you changed your name within the last 10 years. He did not do that. Ooh, so it's possible ooh. he could get bounced on that technicality. It has happened before. So, uh, so a couple of things uh, to keep an eye out for. Uh, When's that story coming? Uh, later this week. So, um, so we are, you know, we are reporting some real news in addition to the fake stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and at the risk of being accused of peddling fake news, I have an update on strawberry. Oh, really? Get the bell. Strawberry, you may remember, uh, born Tamara Green, was uh, supposedly the the exotic dancer who performed for Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick at the Manoogian Mansion, was beaten by the former first lady, and later was found dead um, under very nefarious circumstances. Sure. Well, as Charlie LaDuff has written, and as many of us have written, her death really had nothing to do with the Manoogian Mansion. There was no party at the Manoogian Mansion. There was no stripper who was beaten by the mayor's wife and so on and so forth. But there is another strawberry, and this is a dancer at the adult venue Body Talk Sports Bar who got locked up in St. Lucie County, Florida after allegations of fighting other dancers and swinging a broom. So she was not just a dancer. She was a custodian. No, that's not really how it worked. Um, this is a 29-year-old woman whose dancer name is Strawberry. She was pissed off at Body Talk because she said the other strippers stole her purse. And when she got it back, there were only just a few dollars left in it. So our Strawberry, no shortcake her, she um, 
is a red. Uh, no, sorry, that's some foolishness. Uh, she was. She was uh, always looking for the pun. No, no, this is this some goofball who wrote this. Okay. Uh, threw in something about how what a strawberry is, as if people in Florida didn't know what that was. They even know what a hanging chad is, although those those are gone now. Um, <laughs> she was ordered to leave body talk and taken outside. She reportedly yelled, stayed at the property and began fighting the other dancers as they left. The owner of Body Talk reported he fired Strawberry and told her to leave at least half a dozen times. Strawberry, who's a resident of Fort Pierce, was jailed on a trespassing charge. Hmm. So Strawberry lives. Wow. So, and if you want to know about so um, what she looked like, is she attractive? Is she uh, a picture? No, no. It, it just says. Let's see. She says. Uh, she definitely has a wild streak in her. That's right. This is uh, wild strawberry. Uh, do they have wild strawberries? Yeah, I guess there are. Um, it just says that she is an adult black female. Um, we know she's 29 years old. Uh, da, da, da. So the answer is you don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. But I have to believe that if she's being paid to appear in her birthday suit, she's probably found attractive by a certain segment Somebody. of the population. Yeah. Namely, men. So. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Well, now that we've established that Mark and Sean are perfectly comfortable with the country tearing itself apart, let's move on to something that we disagree about. Sure. And that would be... We're comfortable with that, Mark? Uh, that was my that was what I my takeaway from that last... Uh, oh, we're worried about it, too. Oh, okay. All right, then. Just, well, just different aspects of it. Let's get let's get right to Geek of the Week, then, since we're all so agreeable. No, we, we, we're, <laughs> we're, we're with you. We are. So our our great debate is now whether we should just go straight to Geek of the Week. We're just kind of <laughs> By the way, did cobbling see, this together here in the Red Shovel Network. Did anybody see this? Speaking of all this and the hate and people people getting worked up, and, and we're, I, we're, we're about to talk about Jim Harbaugh, right? Mm-hmm. We can. Jim yeah. Harbaugh once said... Uh, the, the football was the last bastion of uh, toughness for the American male, right? Where you can sort of develop that and so on and so forth. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the day before, Harry Styles was on a photo, a magazine cover somewhere in a, yeah. in a dress. Mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro, the conservative comment, commentator, basically took that photo to say, this is what the left is doing. Started with Candace Owens. Yeah, you're right. Started with Candace Owens. Then he piggybacked on that. What's happening in the American male? Tyre- Tyrell, Tyrell Crosby, who's a lineman for the Lions... Mm-hmm. offensive lineman jump in and said come on you know women can be tough toughness is not just this idea of masculinity so it, it blew up into this whole thing and we're arguing I, well, I don't understand why that blew up into a thing who cares if harry styles is wearing a dress but, to, but that right. doesn't mean it, men are going to start wearing dresses it doesn't and that's crosby that was crosby's point just, but that that to me is just noise that just it's not but people get thing. so, but it, but it is, and that's the problem to Mike's point. Just even something like don't that. Don't drag me into this. I was starting to think my stories don't sound so convoluted after there all. There are all these, there's all this hate all of a sudden oh, yes. over something like that, right? So in any case, I don't know. I We don't need to debate about whether Harbaugh's tough or not. So um, before we start, <laughs> I just wanted to disclose that I am wearing, I'm wearing khaki pants, and yeah. the label is Wolverine. There so, you go. Okay. So I, I got that for Jim Harbaugh, but... Uh, yeah, the point? Uh, well, my point is I hope he signs an extension because he's 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 become one of my favorite Michigan coaches of all time right after Rich Rod and uh, 
and the Hulkster. But uh, but I think there are other people who feel that it's time for Mr. Harbaugh to go. And based 100%. on the results on the field, yeah, six years. Uh, to me, it's all not- his players. Time to go. Look, you're right. The results on the field are, are the main thing, but there's a lot of other things too. It's just the program is not going in the right direction. He's got a year left. Stadium's um, empty. <laughs> well, he'll probably use someone will use this year as an excuse because it's so different and so weird. And you know, let's give him that last lame duck year. I just and and he'll probably get that if, if they sign him to an extension. I just think that's a huge mistake. And really, they should start looking. They they should just move on. But what what's the what's different about this year? They they have a new quarterback. They lost some players to the NFL, and they're still ranked in the very highly in the ratings. And within a week or two, we realize that they're frauds. That this well, seems I, like I every was, other Michigan season sec, I've wait ever. A no, wait no. a sec. I was never very bullish on them. I was I said they're going to be four and four. I just I didn't think they have the talent. To me, that's ultimately the problem. But I, but if you look a little deeper, and, and Sean, maybe you can correct me on this. It really seems like. Nobody wants to work with him. There's a lot of assistants that move on, and there's a lot of disorganization in that football program. And I, I think it's best represented by Chris Partridge. Do you know who Chris Partridge is, right, John? Right. Uh, is that for- Danny Bonaducci? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Former um, assistant coach moves on to take a job. Um, I want to say he's with at DJ Durkin, right? Yeah, uh, at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin and Durkin's down there. And he was the recruiting guy, and nobody's replaced him. And why would this guy want to leave to go there and work with this person? And why did Fish leave? And why did Tyrone Wheatley leave? And why did uh, Madison, Madison, you know, is at Ohio State? It's a little better. I think it says something when all these guys are like, I don't think I want to work with them. And that was the big knock on him is that he wears out his welcome. But these these coaches are being paid more than almost any assistant coaches in the country, and they still have top 20, top 10 recruiting classes. How can you say that the talent's not there, that they're not bringing in top recruits? I mean, they are. They just bring in four and five stars. They turn them into transfers, whereas down the road in East Lansing, they bring in two and three stars, and they so, turn them into draft picks. So a lot of, what a lot of schools have, you know, they, it start, it's top down. It says, these are the kind of kids we want to go after. Here's our plan of attack. That does not exist with this football team. It's more or less assistant coaches scattering across the country to see, hey, who can you get? And that's a problem. And that, that's, that's why there's a lack of talent. And the talent lack is really uh, apparent when you go past the one deep when you look at the two deep yeah it's it's, it's the depth is, is no interior i think last year 2019 they had the, the number one ranked class in the big 10 ahead of even ohio state but in rankings are rankings exactly but let me just uh i don't know if it's because coaches don't want to coach with them some have probably been asked to leave some have left on their own whatever it's just to me there's uh something even a little bit more fundamental can i read uh, just a couple of paragraphs yes here? please I'm gonna, just, I'm, channel, just channel your inner ML. I'm going to pull a, a mic here and uh, and read something that I wrote. <laughs> just don't pull. This is, just this don't was, pull a little Sean with us in the room. Okay, thank you. This was posted uh, last night. It's available at freeb.com today. This first couple of paragraphs of the column I wrote about Jim Harbaugh. Maybe Michigan football Jim Harbaugh. Maybe excuse me, I can't see. Let me you take wrote my glasses. Right. Let me take my glasses off. I couldn't see that. Oh, maybe Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh needs to take his shirt off. Or get back on yeah. Twitter and call out coaches down south. Yeah, maybe. Or reach out to Madonna or the Pope or God. It doesn't matter which one. Maybe he needs to lace up his cleats and grab his sleeping bag and hit the virtual recruiting tour trail like a groundhog hitting lettuce. Yeah, it would be for show. But at least it would be his show. Because this version of Harbaugh is hard to recognize. That's the beginning of the column. I think um, 
I think that there's our 99 cents for this month. He's changed. Um, a lot of fans notice his demeanor on the sideline and so on and so forth. But his he looks lost. It, it, yeah, and his, his team his sucked teams, when he was crazy. No, they didn't. No, they, didn't. He, they did not. He got to the Super Bowl in San Francisco. He came here and took a team that won how many games of the year before he is got here? The Sam, is that how the, many? Mark, how many games did they win? Uh, was it four, four, four five, four, five? Is that the yeah. San Francisco and they, Wolverines? And they won nine ga- or ten games his first year and played with a kind of ferocity. And then the next year, they were within an inch of beating Ohio State and basically 20, 20, getting to the playoff. And then, that team played with tremendous relentlessness because of him. And his San his Francisco place. teams did that. His Stanford teams played that way. It didn't matter about the talent Andrew level luck. as much. He had luck. It wasn't just luck. Those teams hit you. Mm-hmm. Right, they did. His early Michigan teams got well, into you, uh, and, and, that, and that, they that, don't that, right now. That was a big criticism too. Is like well, all these fullbacks and this power football and this stubbornness just to run, 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 run. He has relented on that. He has relented and let Gaddis run this offense. I, the problem is there's very little continuity among the coaches. There's tons of attrition. It's just he, but he I, doesn't I have let, that crazed thing about him right now and his no. teams don't and his teams have always been a reflection of that his best teams and they are not i i, I said last year i said look we, we just need to accept that this is a nine win team every year that's what it's going to be program yeah sometimes yeah. 10 right depending on if you get a good uh, yeah, favorable no, I mean, ball he, matchup he's had three seasons where he's won 10 games exactly um but are, are they going to win the east are they going to win the big 10 is it, it kind of reminds me of uh, with Jim Caldwell, nine and seven isn't good enough. So what? What is Michigan happy with accepting? Are they accepting uh, being ten and three, nine and four every year? Have they ever finished above third place in the East? Considering where they were under Hoke and uh, Rodriguez, and how, what did that stretch out? But you Six know what, years? ML, I don't, I don't like that argument though because what did it before last year? What how would how did LSU do in the SEC West? How did MSU do in the Big no, Ten East? I'm not, I mean, well, what is it? Get, stop being so myopic about the Spartans. This isn't, uh, believe it or not, it's not about them right now. No, no, I'm just saying that teams with lesser talent and a lesser yeah. brand and and lesser less talent, resources. Butt, man, do you know how many pros were on that? I went down to Columbus when uh, when Ohio State played Michigan or Michigan State played at Ohio State. They lost their starting quarterback, who was an NFL level quarterback, not a great one at, at that level. But Connor Cook, he would have been, and he they won that game. And Ohio State had Ezekiel Elliott, whatever. And there were some questions about how Urban Meyer coached. But the point is, on both sides of the ball on the line of scrimmage, MSU was stacked. Yeah, stacked with that, NFL talent. Yep, they're Michigan is not. Yep. Yeah, Michigan has not had that level of talent on off on at the line of scrimmage on both sides, and since Lloyd Carr was there. So you get six years, you get Tom Brady helping you, you go see the Pope, you take these kids all over the country, you sleep in a treehouse with some kid after you take him to Blockbuster, and you can't finish above third in the Big Ten East. What more do we need to know? That's it. Tom, Jim Harbaugh. Was, go ahead. Dunzo. I don't know. He was six well, inches I, I, from I the agree. playoff I his agree second with you for year. Reasons. Think about how differently sure. we think about this. That's how random sports can be, and I know if, 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 whatever, but... I think that's what's been shocking is that they were, as they ascended to use a word he loves to use right away, and they were really good the second year, like really good. Yeah. And then it's just been downhill. You know? And it doesn't look 
any better, not on the field and certainly not off the so, field. No. So where's the debate here? Is there anybody saying we should keep this joker around? I think they should keep him around because, oh, okay. you know what, <laughs> people complained about Lloyd Carr that he wasn't going to win a title again and Ohio State was – Again, uh, though. Jim Trestle Harbaugh's not going to win a title. No, no, but Jim Trestle for biggest waste of taxpayer bit, money. Right? He'd started losing not to Ohio State those last few years. Michigan fans just to be careful. They didn't want. Don't, uh, don't say it's taxpayer money. That drives me nuts. They didn't want Lloyd Carr. It's taxpayer money. It's not. It's a self-sufficient run athletic department separate from the rest of the university. It's a public institution. Those public dollars institution. they bring in could be put somewhere else to save us other taxpayer dollars. You really believe that? I Absolutely. do. Uh, he's right. Technically, he's yeah, they right. They can pay the players. I'm right. That's no, no, that is true. Gotcha. That's for sure. Damn it. We had a shot. Oh, man, we had a shot. The earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? There's nothing geeky about aspiring to financial security. And there's nothing dorky about admitting that you aren't so good at managing your own dough. So I'm going to make a confession. Yeah. And you may not be aware of this, but my oh, Kilpatrick is- royalties don't kick in until the eighth mention of any combination of the words Kwame, Kilpatrick, or Pulitzer. And I really mentioned Pulitzer, but I think we've probably hit Kwame and Kilpatrick a few times already. Throw in strawberry for good measure. So my financial future is looking pretty sweet. Well, like a strawberry. If you'd like a similar arrangement, you can either get your own damn Pulitzer or maybe, just maybe... Call our pal Luke Nowacki with Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. He can help you find a way to provide for your retirement future that may or may not involve reading through Merrill's sex messages at the Anchor Bar or angry Facebook posts in a federal wiretap affidavit or search warrant. <laughs> Call Luke at 248... That wasn't in there. That's, okay. Sorry. Uh, clearly it wasn't. Correct that. Call Luke at 248-663-4748. You can also find a link to his website, on our website, let Luke know where you found out where to go. That's from your pals at ML Soul of Detroit. And when you talk to Luke, just remember, he will make it all about you, Strawberry. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. You know, Luke keeps that hairdo kind of high and tight. I wonder if he's using the lawnmower 3.0. Maybe. On his head? It works everywhere. Oh. It's, it's uh, definitely using it on his pubes. Made, made for... Well, I don't know. Uh, oh ma- made, That's uh, what it's for. Also not in the copy. I did not see that written there. Um, it's uh, strong enough for... A, uh, made for a man, but strong enough for a lady. That's... Uh, Manscaped.com. Um, Who's going first? You want me to go first? Uh, it's up to you. I, I'm happy to go first, last, or anyway. I'm uh, you're you're going to go last. Having having won the debate and our earlier conversation. Let me, let me ask Sean. Sean, do you should go first, you or me? Uh, I'll go. Because <laughs> we know ML will be last. Damn it. I'll go. Go ahead. But first in the hearts of his countrymen, except for Anthony. I want to keep this quick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to do the opposite of what Mike does, although I'm already doing exactly what Mike does. I was going to say, boy, With this, this intro right this here. This is uh, Stockholm Syndrome, if ever I've seen it. Okay. A really is, obscure this, reference. This no is one simple. Knows. Dr. Scott Atlas, uh, a radiologist, I guess, right? Neuroradiologist. Neuroradiologist, yep. right? At Stanford, part of the Hoover Institute out there, a conservative think tank. Um, by the way, Stanford University distanced himself, distanced itself from him and yesterday from because of this. He tweeted out uh, after Governor Whitmer, under the public health code, said we need to shut down for three weeks starting tomorrow, which is Wednesday, right? 
not as quite as fully as we did back in the spring. But in any case, he tweeted out, the only way this stops is if people rise up. You get what you accept. Freedom matters. Step up. He tried to backtrack, as you guys know, and said, I'm just bad at Twitter. It's not what I meant. I didn't mean <laughs> violence. Right? He was trying to say protest. He could have just said protest or whatever. I love the, but to I'm, use that, I love, con- I love the "I'm bad at Twitter." Excuse. I'm bad at Twitter. I gotta, I gotta to use that. the idea that uh, I mean to, to suggest, understand he's a he's a doctor, right? Yeah. He knows full well what those words mean. Meanwhile, as I think Mike pointed out earlier, right? He's been questioning the the efficacy of masks and a lot of other science on the whole COVID nineteen and how we're trying to control it all along, which is partly why he was brought into the White House because he aligned with Trump's views. I don't want to get into Trump right now. But the idea that he's going to send that out, rise up, when Governor Whitman's already been, there was already a plot to sort of go get her. I just, I, I can't believe that's where we're at. It gets back to your uh, your hate yeah. your hate conversation, Mike. But anyway, Scott Scott Atlas is, uh, Geek of the Week's probably not strong enough, but he's the Geek of the Week. I'm going to do a look yeah. closer to home, and I'm going to go with uh, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan for his comments he said about Uh-oh. the, what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just he's the, listening right now. Well, good. I, I hope he Balling is. Balling up his little fists. Well, because he threw a lot of the blame at the suburbanites for the reason um, shutdown needs to happen in Detroit, because Detroit's positivity rate has, has been pretty flat, pretty good. But for him to say that he goes to Oakland County and doesn't see people wearing masks is just wrong. It's just ludicrous. I mean, I, I live in Oakland County. Everywhere I go, people are wearing masks. But more importantly... Why? Why is he saying this? Why is is this just because you're mayor of Detroit, you got to attack the suburbanites? I think this is just really stupid and, and unnecessary more than anything. This is called the reverse Coleman because for years the suburbs railed against Coleman Young for political benefit. Now the mayor of Detroit's railing against the suburbs for political. Why is benefit. it always the city versus the suburbs? It's just it was unnecessary. It's the whole divide in our country, getting back to the hate, right? It's unnecessary. I, I just kind of pissed me off when he, you know, the quote is you drive through any of the suburbs, you see people out without masks in the city of Detroit. By, by and large, our folks have taken this very, very seriously. It's, Did you turn the heat up? And I don't mean with your words. No. Do you, are you cold? No, no. It just got I just nice on, yeah. It got toasty in here. And Mike's not even talking. It's the efficacy. I would have used that word, by the way. I know. That was rather uh, El Ricky. I you said the effectiveness of the map, but I would like it. That this well, Way to go. Well, uh, well, yeah, well so a, a fucking two-cent word. <laughs> Use the language there. Is oh, yeah, fi- I'm appalled. Is finally getting to get you smiling and, uh, and showing a little admiration. My way, all because of a bullshit word. That's nice. People thought you were a prehistoric beast, and I said, yes, he's a thesaurus. So since uh, Sean and I aren't oh. going to win... Um, Who's, no, who's everybody wins with the no. week of the week. Even the geeks so get something. Choice. No, no, it's this is this. Do you is have a sleeping bag, share. by the way, but, for uh, this session? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm going to get cozy. I'm I'm merely going to, uh, and I guess I, this was not supposed to be an all COVID segment, but um, but after months of resisting recommendations that he order the people of North Dakota to wear masks and limit the size of gatherings, Governor Doug Burgum with the sweet rug. Reversed course in a desperate bid to stem a coronavirus surge that is among the worst in the U.S. and that threatens to overwhelm the state's hospitals. In fact, he told sick doctors and nurses they can go to work as long as they're not really sick. So as long as you're asymptomatic, you can go work on people, which I'm sure makes people they run into in the cafeteria just feel oh so good. At any rate, North Dakota had relatively few COVID-19 cases in the spring, but the disease spread rapidly over the summer and the state now has the highest infection rate in the nation for months healthcare professionals and some community leaders pleaded with Burgum to impose a mask order instead he only recommended 
that they wear a mask. So we'll give him something for that. He noted their efficacy, which means effective. Um, last month, however, <laughs> Dr. Deborah Burks, she of the Great Scarfs, who is also the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, described the state's mask use and COVID-19 protocols as the worst she had seen anywhere in the country. Now almost every ICU bed in North Dakota is filled. Yikes. In a news release issued Saturday, along with his mandatory mask order, Burgum said North Dakota doctors and nurses need our help, and they need it now. No, Your Excellency. They needed your help many, many months ago. And the same goes for you, Kim Reynolds, governor of Iowa, who's finally getting with the program. You're the reasons I can't skate anymore. You're the reasons I can't go to bars as much as I like to, or at least not inside. Or in Iowa, apparently. Yes, and that is well, that is why you... My friends are my geeks of the week. The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too soft. I'm going to pretend like you didn't just make my dick go soft. From geeks to Greeks, ancient historians like Aeschylus, or as he would probably say, Aeschylus, and then titter juvenilely, we have Mr. Matt Jennings, all swagged out in his butchery finery with this week's look at soft history. I haven't seen him yet. Where's oh, he There he is. He got the gator. By the way, gators uh, are best doubled over because they're not quite as effective as three-ply masks, which we also sell, but they're damn sexy. If you say so. Yes, yes. Hey, Maddie. Yeah, we Hi, got boys. a good connection. I can't see you, Matt, but I assume you're there. They don't I'm let me, have, they don't let me have a monitor. I've been looking at Manscaped <laughs> photo the whole well, you gotta hour. Got to figure Mike's out which been, one you're going to choose. Can Mike's, I interest Mike's you in been, a little crop yeah. cleanser? Mike's been talking. It's uh, eucalyptus-y it's been, good. Oh, now, now I see a butchery. Okay. okay. Professor. You guys doing all right? Take the chalk <laughs> and start okay to talk. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I am kind of uh, like offended that you would say I would make a dick joke. I've decided I don't want to be the dick joke guy. Uh, which is why it's in your I'm intro. not going to use a dick as a crutch anymore, which is why I bought a cane. It's in your intro. Okay. <laughs> in 1973, President Richard Nixon insists that he's yeah, no not dick a crutch. Nixon. Yeah, tricky dick. Okay, no dick jokes. Go ahead. <laughs> when his successor, Gerald Ford, asked him if he was serious, tricky dick with a shit-eating grin said, pardon me? It's a thinker. No, nah, it wasn't that much. Let that, I love that rub, Ruben. Okay. That's the, yeah, that's okay. the president, Jerry Ford, had the power to pardon. Yeah. And he All right, like uh, <laughs> Sean's lunch, I'm going to move on. This week in soft history, <laughs> Vice President Dan Quayle said, the essence of the vice presidency is preparedness. And what? it showed during his four years in office, he met with President Bush daily and toured 47 countries. And what he was most prepared for was fading into obscurity. Which he did. He, yeah, he was like dropped like a hot potato. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, well, thanks. You know what? When I become a famous comedian, my, my goal is to get a whole bunch of people in a room. And then say that was say a good one? Funny. No, when I say something funny, I want them to go, hey, I like that one. That was cute. <laughs> I instead know. of laughing. I know. It's so the worst. Two, two thoughts on that. Um, when we have the COVID vaccine, they still may prevent more than 10 people from coming into a room where you're telling jokes. And by the time you become a famous comedian, I think I will have been dead for 300 years. See, I'm still helping the world. 
1996, <laughs> bird expert Tony Silva was sentenced to seven years in prison for smuggling exotic parrots. Hmm. Sadly, many of the macaws died before reaching the U.S., you know, because of lack of food, water, and uh, fresh air. But mostly it was due to their mode of transport. Up Richard Gere's ass. It is a bird of another feather. Can't believe that Mark didn't laugh at that. <laughs> He's just trying to All deny right. you the mirth to which you are entitled. I just want to see Finally. if Sean was, I want to see if Sean was going to laugh first. No. Yeah. Well, Sean doesn't <laughs> laugh unless you tickle. This week. Poor Matt. Herman Melville. Good one, man. History. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, this is a dick joke. Is this a dick joke coming up? Herman Melville? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big dick joke. This week, Herman Melville made history when he published his landmark titled Moby Dick. But the printer, McDonald's Publishing, said it would probably sell better if it was called Filet of Fish. Oh, boy. That was, that was bad. Well, I mean, they filleted the fish at the no, end. I know. McDonald's Publishing. Hey, it's, ML, will yeah. you explain no, my joke? I got, I got the joke. Yeah, um, the, I, think, uh, I think it was funny. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't mention that Moby Dick was a sperm whale. Oh, boy. Oh, I just got a nasty taste in my mouth. Gross. Whew. Is that it? Well, it w- yeah, I only did four because the se- the seven, eight, and nine were all dick jokes. <laughs> so were the four first numbers four. one and three, all prime numbers and even numbers two. Well, that's that's yep. uh, this week in soft history, Matt. Um, well thank done. You. <laughs> See you again. McDonald's Publishing. Yeah, right, right. And they said filet fish Oh, I get it. So it had nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they got out of publishing, they kept the filet fish concept, and they sold a lot of them, so they were right. Oh, thank you for that. No, I just wanted to tell Matt, you know, great job. Fake! So, uh... (laughs) Be safe, Matt. I think he gave a thumbs up. Yeah, be safe, Matt. Please. uh... Don't hurt yourself trying to write more jokes. Moby Dick also did sell pretty well, by the way. So it's not like it's not like Herman Melville was wrong. But um, uh, humor is not the only thing you'll find very low around here. You'll find late rates. rates. Oh yeah, how low are they? That's a okay segue. Nice. Good, solid. Yeah, solid. All time lows. All time lows. If your current mortgage is above three percent, a paltry three percent. Yeah. percent. What should what, I do? Well, I, you shouldn't wait. I don't know why you're waiting. You could be saving money. And currently at Hall Financial, almost 70% of all loans don't require an appraisal, which can be rather expensive. So call Hall Financial today to see if you qualify for a no appraisal loan. But if for some reason your loan does require an appraisal for the month of November only, Hall Financial is going to pay for it for you. That means you get up to $500 worth of services for free, gratis, nada, like the toy in a Happy Meal, or they don't get yeah, or what? fishes, but, okay. uh, but you could order a filet of fish for yourself, a copy of Moby Dick, and then maybe a Happy Meal for your kids. 
Believe it or not, closing times have sped up again. Right now, the majority of loans at Hall Financial are closing in 10 business days or fewer. Just go to our website and click on the Hall Financial link to get started. You can call my friend Dan Morrison, too. He'll help you out. That's what my my buddy did the other day. Uh, You can find their number. You can find all their information at 248-308-5000 or at our website where Hall Financial says lower payments, better options, and more personal attention are exactly what you're entitled to. And we we agree. So thanks. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Um, Room 7609. uh, We are in our second month of taking your suggestions. I thought you were going to say of this show. (laughs) This particular show. Are, are you still <laughs> reading? Like are you still reading does, from your column? Was, oh yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, right. D- that was two, three quick paragraphs. I was hoping that'd be a template for you in the future when you wanted to read from yourself <laughs> or talk about your writing. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read from my column. Jim Harbaugh, I love you. Did you notice how that flowed and how Jimmy quick that was, Mark? Jimmy Dean, I, I was, Ann Arbor Dream. I was hoping he would for Spartans take some notes but uh anyways we are taking suggestions still from listeners for new wave hits covered by non just play the fucking song (laughs) and uh and this this week dave dewitt (laughs) sends us a suggestion for breach of trust covering the payolas eyes of a stranger
right up until the end, that was a really good tune. You know, like the crash ending? That was pretty cool. Uh, I liked it. It kind of felt like... I, mean, I uh, like the song. It kind of felt like they were loading their uh, their van a little early for the trip to Medicine Hat or Moose Jaw or... Uh, okay, next section. Wherever. Second, uh, sorry. So anyways, uh, Breach Yeah, great song. Let's go. Canadian hard rock, rock, rock band originally from La Ronge, Saskatchewan, covering the Paola's Eyes of a Stranger, also a Canadian uh, rock Ronge. band from the western part of Canada. Other bands who have covered this tune include Queensryche, whose video includes What Else? A Hot Nun. Mm-hmm. More derivative versions have been performed by The Offspring, Step Echo, and Serena Ryder, a Canadian chanteuse who may be the most appropriate appropriator since the Paola's Classic won Best Single of the Year in the 1983 Juno Awards. And for those of you uh, who aren't from North Windsor, you know that the Junos are kind of the Canadian Grammys, Oscars, all that good stuff. Now, in the 1980s, a synth-funk band from Cincinnati called The Deal also performed a song called Eyes of a Stranger, but it was a completely different song. Sean, do you know who was in The Deal? I'm sorry. I thought we were moving on to the next segment. <laughs> Kenneth Babyface Edmonds and L.A. Reed. Nice. Really? Nice. So, the pride of Cincinnati. Okay. But um, uh, the heart and soul of the Paolas were Paul Hyde and Bob Rock. Paul Hyde was his stage name, but Bob Rock apparently was Bob Rock's given name, and it was appropriately chosen because he went on to produce an amazingly diverse array of acts from David Lee Roth to Metallica to The Cult to Bush and even Michael Buble. Uh, For a couple years in the early 80s, the band, meaning the Paolas, included Mick Ronson, who had played with David Bowie as one of the Spiders, from Mars. So uh, great new wave band, great new rave DNA, and a pretty good cover by Breach yeah. of Trust. So uh, Dave, thank you very much for suggesting that. We're still taking your nominations. We're running out of time for our covers, uh, but you know what? This has been such a successful Extend uh, gimmick that I yeah. think we may bring it back next year, get back to some other yeah. stuff. Extend it, please. So we may I mean, you set the calendar. You, you don't have to say we're running out of time. <laughs> you control the calendar. What do you mean we're running out of time? You can do whatever you want. I must say my my confidence has been shaken by some of the dissension I've had to deal with here. He doesn't like pushback. No, I guess not. We're running out out of time. I control everything, but we're running out of time. I just just want everybody to come together. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, that is Room 7609. If you like Room 7609, why not let people know by buying one of our super cool vintage Room 7609 motel keychains? Are we running out of time for that, too? No, no. Unfortunately, uh, it it seems like we will have enough uh, keychains left to get us through the end of time at the rate they're going. (laughs) That's just why I'm trying to push the product. We have some uh, holidays coming up, and who wouldn't love a sweet keychain? Okay, that didn't, I couldn't even push that one up. They're still pretty cool. Um, if you'd like to support the show, you don't always have to buy our merchandise. You can donate, and our deepest gratitude goes to Linda, this week's sole donor, although we did receive a $10 off coupon for Real Oyster Cult, which expires on Thursday. What? Really? Yeah. Hmm. So... So uh, if anybody wants that, just reach out to I'll us. I'll take it. Uh, Mark, if somebody wants that coupon, uh, they can send us an email at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Uh, how do they donate? Uh, mlsoulofdetroit.com, just the website. Little donate button there. PayPal. Okay. Pretty simple. So Very keep, simple. Keep it coming. We'll take it. Or you can buy the merch at uh, drewandmikestore.com. Oh, yes. And you know what? We have our hoodies, our long sleeve T-shirts, and our beanies are in. 
They are on the website. You can still get plenty of deals on masks. Apparently no double XLs, right, Sean? Well, there's going to yeah. be a couple less because I have to exchange those now. I have to go back to the... Uh, to the uh, yeah, because of the mistake. Vault. Because of the mistake was, you made. There was. Thanks yes. for looking it up in your phone, though, to double check. <laughs> well, he just wanted to see who was wrong. Yeah. He's a stickler for the facts. I just, That's uh, true, I guess. There's, there's nothing I like. Thanks for the faith. There's nothing I like more than giving away free stuff and then eating a, a shit sandwich uh, in return. It's no, I'll take sick. these in the hope that I'll lose some weight. Is it aspirational? No, no, yeah. I'll get them for you because we know how that's going to No, be. I'll take these. <laughs> uh, hoodies, long sleeve T-shirts in all sizes. Beanies are in. You can get masks, gators, keychains, T-shirts, hockey jerseys, stickers, and signed copies of the Get the Bell Ready Kwame Sutra. Ding. Okay. Always ready. There we go. Um, you can help the show by contract contacting our sponsors so they know they're not wasting their time and their money sponsoring the show. And uh, once again, re want to reiterate the Manscaped deal, go to manscaped.com, make some purchases, send us proof of purchase, and we will get you information on how to dial in to a future show early next year. Uh, that's kind of a cool, uh, one-of-a-kind thing. We appreciate it when you subscribe to the show, when you share the show, when you rate the show. And it's okay if you want to hate it, but we would, you know, prefer it if you love the show. Um, feedback. And this one, I'm not sure. One star rating. What? On November 8th from Notorious Brew, who said, love the DNM podcast, tried the latest episode, and someone's phone notification was going off every few minutes. Oh, you know, that means he's talking about. Super annoying. You know what he's talking about, right? No. I think he's talking about, I think he's talking about the Kwame Bell. <laughs> I think he ah. thinks that's um, a notification thing oh. that we can't control, as opposed to just hitting it whenever we want. I right. just, I just, he doesn't get the show yet. That's okay. I Give it assumed another try. he had the shows confused. No, but, uh, no. I, I mean, I guess that's what it is. Just God, you know what? Next time, give us a five star review and then rip us to shreds. Yeah, notorious. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, anyways, a week later, things got better. Joe Kennedy wrote to suggest Rob Crow's cover the Human League's "Keep Feeling Fascination," adding. I uh, moved to Minneapolis about two years ago, and listening to your podcast. Where, from Massachusetts? It's Joe Kennedy. So, it gives oh, me a okay. connection to home, uh, Hyannisport, uh, on, the, on the far east side, and keeps me up to date with what's going on in Detroit, Michigan. Keep up the good work. Maybe, maybe that's not how he sounds. And just last Thank you, Saturday, Joe. Mark. I won't make fun of your name or your accent, but we appreciate it. Mark and Tempe wrote, love the show and all of Red Shovel. First, a piece of business. You didn't give me the promo code for Manscaped at the end of the 11-4 show. Unless I missed it and was too lazy to rewind, which I was. <laughs> so I need that for me to spend money to watch you guys on Zoom. It's uh, Manscaped. Promo code is ML. That'll get you 20% off and free shipping for any amount purchased. Uh, he says, next in classic ML style, we'll get to the point. Cyrus, I have no idea who it is or where it comes from or if I spelled it right. From your sign-off has been stolen by Buster Rhymes on his song Strap Yourself Down, played clearly in the first 19 seconds. I don't know if you have access to Drew's forensic accountants to have them look at this or if you have your own team of lawyers to pursue this blatant theft. Room 7609 is nice for a punk rap guy like me. A lot of songs I've never heard of, would have heard or would have heard without it. I don't know any songs to request or suggest. I just dig the segment. Uh, same so, wavelength with you, Mark. So way to go, Mark. Mark with a K. Um, so it's a different Mark. I agree with him, though. Uh, uh, Mr. Mark, any voicemails? No, no. No. Okay. So if you'd like to hear your voice on our show, you can give us a call at 313-288-9070. That's 
Butterfield 89070, and leave us a message. We will play it on the show. A couple of last uh, moments here. We are still waiting to hear back from State Rep. Karen Woodset, who said Kwame Kilpatrick would be freed. We're still waiting for Kwame Kilpatrick to be freed. We're still waiting to find out who our next president will be. Sean, how are you doing? Doing okay. How are you? Okay, I'm doing all right. Uh, we're <laughs> we, well, we know what Sean's working on because he right. read half his column today. That's right. We're headed. We're headed. Yeah, to, it was that was half. Yeah, <laughs> I, read, I actually read all of it. Right. I actually read all of it. So uh, after being butchered by these clowns, I'm going to go see the real Chef Dave as Sean and I uh, partake. Yeah, the goodness. Get your turkeys. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you how Two to turkeys cook. to get turkeys. <laughs> the, the Um Red Shovel Network. Please support our, our brothers and sisters on the network. Charlie Duff's No BS News Hour, the No Filter Sports with Eli, Denny, and Bob. And even though they savaged Brandon, I still recommend what? very highly that you check out the Drew and what? Mike podcast. Wait a sec, before Cyrus takes us. There's just a few kids yeah, 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 there yeah. trying to f- find their way in this crazy, mixed up world. I'm just going to ask you this, Sean. If you lose your power, should you still try to work? Yes. ML doesn't think so, neither does Brandon. Uh, from what I understood, he, he suffered an, an incredible brain injury and is supplying power to the entire neighborhood on, uh, by running in a hamster wheel. So we gotta, we got to give a shout-out to somebody so civic-minded <laughs> if you as, say so. as Brandon. I mean, that's, that's still in question as to how much he was helping the neighborhood. Yeah, there's some, some, this, this is the hate that we started off talking about. about the hard, end? Hard, how about the hard, end? Where's the end? It's a hard-working network. Okay, so I'm, I'm clear now. I just wanted to get Sean's opinion on a very important issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My this opinion is the doesn't end. mean anything. Yeah, it does it was because it was on my side. My manscaped friend, the okay. end. Okay. Cyrus! Yeah? Are you ready? Sure. Take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Back in my own apartment, I called the chief operator again. Only this time I leveled with her about the crossed wires on my party line. After that, I took a shower and decided to end a dull day by putting in some sack time. The last conscious thought I had was Rena's urgent voice on the phone. Ernie's crosslets. I can't talk now. I'll pick you up in ten minutes. We'll clear out alone. I still didn't get it. From now on, I will report with judicious restraint, leaving behind sensational revelations in favor of painstakingly accumulated uncertainties. And I know you will all come along with me on this slow, measured ride.